tried to narrow it down as to where God came from, who God is, because you can't, because nothing from any external source from God, nothing outside of God existed without God. (laughs) Colossians 1 and 17 says, and he is before all things and by him all things consist. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. Here is a, 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 a vision of that. All of this water is in this bottle. I am not saying this bottle is God. Please, please, please. But what I'm saying is all of this water consists in this bottle. None of this water inside of this bottle is outside of this bottle. So everything that exists in this world consists inside of God and outside of him there's nothing. Picture that. Everything that exists exists in God. Outside of him nothing exists. So let me jump ahead to come all the way back. This is why one of the reasons he had to now made himself a human so you can really get to know him. Because how in the world we're going to know a God where everything that exists exists in him? How would you know that? You can't know him. So at some point in time, in order for us to know him, he had to transform himself in a way that we can understand and know him. So for us to try to get to that Jesus part, which is way ahead of my lesson here, now you understand that he had to become a man because if everything consists in him, how would we ever get to know and understand that? We can't understand that. Acts 17, 28 says, for in him we live and move and have our being as certain also of your own poets have said. For we are also his offspring. Uh, God is immutable. That means he never changes. So when you're trying to come up with something for God to change for you, for your circumstance to work out, you might as well let that go. God is immutable. He never changes. So if you need your situation to work out, that's against the will of God, against who God is. Your situation ain't never going to work out because he can't change. You can't expect God to do evil so good can come your way. This is what I mean. Just, Just let me clear that up. You cannot expect for God to do evil so good can come your way. God can't do evil. Even when you think what he does is evil, it's still good. You just don't know it's good because you can't understand it. (laughs) Malachi 3 and 6 says, for I am the Lord. 
I change not. For I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. We better thank God he never changes. Because when we get crazy, all the people that's mad about why don't God do something about all the evil. We can tell them if God changed, he would have wiped us all out a long time ago, bro. You too. You, you, brother, that want God to do something about the evil. He would have wiped you out a long time ago if he ever changed. You see how mixed up we are and we can't get this. Well, if God is gone, why is he allowing all of this? If God changed and do what you want him to do, you wouldn't be here. I'm just trying to help you because I just know when you come to know God and you understand God, my goodness, your priorities change and how you think change and the way you approach God change and the way you live for God changes when you come to know him. But if we've got a small, narrow perception of God, we will always live with just not the way God intended. James 1 and 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God do not change. He's immutable. Another attribute of God. God is omniscient. God is omniscient. He already knows everything. (laughs) That's what omniscient means. It means he already knows everything. So there's nothing you know that God don't know. God knows everything. So how about when we approach him? I like to mess with him in the morning when I pray. And I say, God, this day was created and established way before my time. Because you did it before the foundation of the world. I mess with him a little bit. And I said, You know everything that will consist and happen this day. You know it. You know everything about this day. So how about you let me in on some of it? (laughs) How about you let me in on some of this day and tell me where should I walk? What should I do? Who should I call? How about you let me in, Lord? Because you already know. He already knows everything. You don't have to educate him on anything. You don't have to pray and tell him something he don't know. He already knows. Psalms 147 verse 5 says, Great is our Lord, and of great power is understanding. Is infinite. Look at 1 John 3 and 20. 1 John 3 and 20. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things that should help a lot of people tonight because sometimes because you are trying your best to live godly you slip up and you do something wrong and you feel convicted and you feel messed up you need to say "Woo, i'm a mess right now when i just messed up big time but guess what god never changes and god is good and so guess what if he said he'll forgive me back then he'll forgive me now because he never changes Woo! Aren't we glad God never changed? Aren't we glad that God knows everything? Because we can always go to him and ask him to forgive us because he says, I never changed and I know everything. So we just need to just go. No sense of doing wrong and never go to God with it and say, God, you know I did wrong. 
You know I just messed up real bad. Oh, God, I'm so struggling in this situation, and my flesh got the best of me. Lord, will you help me in this situation? Because you know. As a matter of fact, here's a little insight. Because God already know everything, when you mess up and you don't get wiped out, in your mind you should say, God knows one day I'm going to overcome this. God knows one day I'm going to overcome this. God knows one day I'm going to overcome the challenges, the struggles, the, the situation. That he knows. And so he is patient with me. I keep messing up, but he's patient with me because he knows sooner or later. He knows the day, the time. He knows when I will be completely over what I'm struggling with. He knows. Because if he didn't, he would have removed a lot of us out of situations long time. He would have just like, get out of here. You just need to get off the earth because you just you just corrupt. But he knows. God is sovereign. It means he governs everything. This is what he straightened Job out about. Poor Job. <laughs> he told Job, where were you? Where were you when I created the morning star? Where were you when I stretched forth the heavens and the earth? So no matter what's going on in the earth, God is governing everything that's going on. He is governing. He, he, he has all things under control. This is why we're not time because I know him. This is why you hear me just sound repetitive because I know that he knows everything already. So I'm not worried about Corona. He knows and he left it. If Corona take me out, it was my time to go be with my daddy. If it doesn't take me out, he's saying, son, I got so much more for you to do. Let's keep it going. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. He governs everything. So he allowed certain things to happen and he stopped certain things from happening. I wonder if he can tell us some of the things that he stopped, what we would think. See, we only want to talk about the stuff that he allows. What if he can just tell us, do you know that this could have happened to you all and I stopped this? <laughs> I wonder what we would think. Isaiah 46 and 9. Remember the former things of the old for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Let's go to verse 10. What he says, declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. God will do all that he wants to do, all that he intends to do, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Now, the good news is, no matter what it looked like to you, whatever God does is good. Whatever God does is good. No matter what it looks like to you, no matter what your perception is about what he's doing, believe me, it's good. You just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> Revelation 19 and 6 says, 
And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. That word omnipotent means he's all powerful. This is why when the scripture says in, in Matthew 28, 19, Jesus says, all power is given unto me. If Jesus had all power back then, then it means nobody else have power. And the only way Jesus can have all power is because he's God almighty. Because power belongs to God. He has all power. So he's not going to have all power and then say, since Jesus is my son and I'm his daddy, let me give him all power. If he is God almighty and he gave Jesus, who is not God almighty, so all the power, then it means that God became powerless. So that the clear understanding is almighty God is who he is. He's all powerful. And when he became the man, he didn't lose no power. He still was all powerful. Yes. All right. Isaiah 43, 13. Yea, before the day was, I am he. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work and who shall let it? Nobody can stop the work of God from being done. Revelation 1 and 8. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Man, I, I, I read about God and learn about God. I get excited that I'm on his side. Oh, I'm like, world, I wish I could help you understand. If you don't know Jesus, if you don't know who he is, you better find out quickly and get on his side. Because the way our world is going, you are losing. You are going in the wrong direction if you're not on the side of God. Got to be on his side. I'm grateful I'm on his side. God is omnipresent. He is everywhere all the time. <laughs> he is everywhere all the time. First Kings 8:27. First Kings 8:27. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house that I have built? So he is letting us know, as I showed you this, again, the bottle is not God. But if he is the bottle and everything inside the bottle is everything, then guess what? Nothing can contain him. He contains everything. <laughs> Jeremiah 23, verse 23. I am a God at hand, saith the Lord. And not a God afar off. 24. Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord. Let's move on to the next attribute of God. God is eternal. What does that mean? He is without beginning, pause, or ending. 
<laughs> he is without beginning, pause, or ending. He always exists. He never paused, and he will continue to exist forever, forever, forever. Whatever forever is, because we don't know what forever is. So God is eternal. Psalms 90 and 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or even thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. 1 Timothy 1.17 Now unto the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. So here the Bible this, this, uh, talks about him as being eternal, the king eternal. He never ceased to exist. The other attribute, God is love. Now that one is always tricky because the way we see love and what we think love is does not go with what the Lord is. And so we really get messed up from that because in our mind, what, what we think love is, is not usually how God demonstrate his love. And so, we, so we like, I don't know about that. God is love stuff, but God is love. The Bible didn't say that he's loving. The Bible says God is love. So first John four and eight he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Every time I mess with that one, that get me in trouble. So I don't want to mess with it too much. Because the, the scripture itself, the scripture says, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And so... That's deeper than it look on the surface because the bottom line is there are some people that says, I love you. But they love it not. Why? There you go. Just that simple. So there's a lot of people that saying, I love you. And in their mind, that's as real as it can be to them. I love you. But they don't love you. Because they don't know God. I know there's a lot of people, man, around the world. If they hear me say this, they'll come after me. And all I can do is just lift up the Bible and say, it's not my words. It's not my words. It's the word of God. That's all I can tell them. Because what we think is love is not what God is. And so if we want to know love, we got to know God. As a matter of fact, First uh, John, same First John 4. Let's jump down to 16 and see what that says. First John 4, 16. And we have known and believed the love that God had to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Love contains all of God's moral attributes. So that means everything that he does comes from a place of love. That's the only place. His, remember, I talked about, um, um, come on, Wayne, um, a couple Sundays ago, 
I talked about motives. God motive is coming from a place of love. Most of us motive comes from a place of selfishness. And so God, because he is love, whatever comes from him is come from a, coming from a place of love, not a place of I don't like you. You sinned. So I got to punish you. None of that. He's mean. God is not mean. He's not trying to, you know, make your life a misery. Everything that God does, it comes from a place of love because that's who he is. Love is the one attribute of God that most people doubt. God is not defined by any one of these attributes we just described by itself. God is all of his unique attributes combined. And all the attributes of God that I just described to you tonight, those are just eight attributes of God. But there are so many more attributes of God that we will study and learn about that I will talk about tonight. But those eight attributes I thought was essential to knowing God. Mm -hmm. So God abided faithful. The fundamental elements of his being are consistent and unvarying. God, listen to this. This is a big one. God cannot deny himself. God cannot deny himself. That is really, really heavy because because everything consists in God. If he deny himself, everything is destroyed. If life come from him, if he deny himself, life don't flow anymore. So everything God does, it has to be for the will of God. Because he can't deny himself. Just because of him, we live. Because of him, there's existence. If he ever denies himself, then everything is done. So his actions, he can't deny himself of who he is. Nothing he does or say can be contrary or violate the fundamentals of who and what he is. This is why I said you can't expect God to do evil so you can get good. Because there are people that's been praying, praying, God, destroy them. They've been mean to me. They don't treat me good. Get rid of them, God. And God is like, you so silly. <laughs> he probably just won't answer. He won't tell you you're silly. He just won't answer. God is the truth. He cannot lie. Lying would violate his essential being. So God cannot lie. Sometimes that's why he don't answer us because he can't lie. <laughs> he doesn't answer us because if he answer us, he got to tell us the truth and we probably can't handle the truth. God's words or God's word tells us even more things about God. And so when you look in the word, you'll see it tells us that God is. 
everything about God, but you can know a whole lot about God. And so it's very important that we keep seeking him so we can know a whole lot about him. God is unique, as I told you before, and so we need to make sure we seek him out so we can learn all of the uniqueness about him as much as we can. God is incomparable. We can't compare him with anything. The devil is not the opposite of God. (laughs) Oh, help us, Lord. We can't compare God with anything. God is incomparable. God is unsearchable. But God has revealed himself. Mm -hmm. He needed to reveal himself to us. God is relative. God is relevant. And God is revealed. God is relative. God is relevant. And God is revealed. We need to know the deep things God has revealed about himself. Because when you learn the things of God, what God has revealed to you, as a matter of fact, you will begin to learn a whole lot more about yourself. The closer you get to God, the more you realize my life is just but a vapor that appeared for a little time, then it vanishes away. The closer you get to God, you get to realize how insignificant you are compared to who he is. This is why sometimes when we get into the presence of God, when God manifests his presence at times, sometimes this is why uh, we look like we're crazy people sometimes. This is why sometimes you can come into a Pentecostal service and some people are running and some people are crying and some people are dancing and some people are clapping and some people are doing all kind of things because the manifested presence, when it comes over us and overwhelm us, we don't really know how to act. Because you really begin to understand how insignificant you are and how great this God is. I know for me, a lot of times when he overwhelms me, I just cry because I realize how awesome, how vast, how powerful. I mean, I just can't do nothing. I'm just standing still, just bawling sometimes when he just reveals, depending on how how he reveals his presence, because I just get an understanding at that moment of, wow, my God. We all need to get. That 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 those divine moments where you're just in awe, God, my Lord. And you just realize that he loves you. Now, you will always realize that part. But here is what always get me. He loves me. Even in spite of the things that I've done. And so that's another thing that gets me why I cry, because I'm like, God, you don't have any right to be loving me. For how many times I forsake you and went against your word and disobey you and live a life that I want not the way you want me to. You shouldn't be accepting me, but you're accepting me. And that just drives me crazy. I just bawl and cry because I just don't understand it. Because we don't even understand that with the love we talk about, our love. Because our love is always predicated on how people treat us back. Or how they respond to us. If they listen to us or don't listen to us. Because when people start not listening to you. You, can't, you don't show love to people most of the times. That, 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 that is mean to you. 
So our love that we call love is corrupted. That's that's not love. Because as soon as they disrespect us, as soon as they don't listen to us, we cut them off. Can you imagine if our God cut us off? (laughs) For all the times we disobey him, for all the times we turn our back on him, for all the times we did wrong. Can you imagine if God was like us? If that's the kind of love he had. If that's the kind of love he was, the love that we have, we would all be in trouble. Mm -hmm. And so when we study enough and learn more about who God is, I'm closing up here. You will come to the place to know who you are. You get to know who God is. And you will get to know who you are. What else would you know when you come to know who God is? You will come to know what is your purpose in life when you come to know God. So when you study and know about God, you will know who you are and what your purpose is in this life. And why did God create Then we will get into why does God allow all of this pain and suffering? If God knows everything and is all powerful, couldn't he have thought of a better way? Well, we'll get these answers as we begin to study and understand who God is. We haven't scratched the surface. We're just talking about some general attributes of God. So we can understand and start paying attention because we're not paying attention to who God is. We're really not. And we have classified God in our mind. And whatever you have made God out to be in your mind is if it's not what he says about himself. We we have a lot of work to do in studying and learning about God. We have a lot of work to do because a lot of people have just, you know, formulate, have their own ideology and idea of who God is and how he is. And this is why we can make uh, statements that, 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 that's not true. It's because we have our own idea. We have made, this is why he says, you know, the first commandment is um, you shall uh, not have any other God before me. And then he goes on to tell you not to make any graven image of him. There's a reason behind all behind all of that, because some of it is when you start to try to make God in what you think he should be, you lose out on who he is. And God wants you to know him as he is, not the way you want him to be in your mind. And a lot of people are living for God according to whatever image, whatever imagination that they have of him. And they've been going in the wrong direction because they have made God out to be something that he's not. The problem is he doesn't change his word. And if he says blah, 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 blah. And you go against that and you're going to think that God understands you're losing your mind. As a matter of fact, let me tell you this one thing. I wrote this down. I wrote this down. 
I want you to hear this. I didn't write it down. All right. I know what it is, so I'm going to say it to you. I just won't say it probably as I wrote it down. So here is what you need to know. If all of us, in all of our ways in living for God, when we do something that we know probably God is not okay with, but in our mind we say, but God understands. And God knows. If you said that, and I said that, and you said that, and everybody in the world say that, what would be our need for the word of God? What would be the need for the word of God if all we're doing now is freestyling? Because God understands. We're all freestyling now. Because we think, oh, God is so merciful, I can just do this, and he understands. Then we just need to just get rid of this and just live how we want and just, he understands. We don't think about that because we've gotten this image. We have this image in our mind, and we build up this way of what we think God is and who he is, and so we start to live by that. There's a lot of Christians that are living by a false imagination of who God is. And that's why we got to talk about it. So you don't have a false imagination of who God is. So you don't be surprised when you finally leave this earth and go to eternity. You won't be surprised because you knew the real God, not the God that you have developed in your mind you need to know the true and living God not the God that we want to put in our mind to say he understands this and he is this and he is that no you got to know the real God any questions before we close out tonight I'm done all good it is essential that we know God and not come up with stuff in our mind. Yes, sir. Yes. 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 Don't go to anything for your answers. Don't get it. Go, go to people for your answers. Don't don't. This is a good time again. I keep saying it. I, I can't get stop saying this, that this Corona, this pandemic thing is an opportunity to get closer to God. I can't stop saying that because there are so many things that have come from this. And one of the things that have come from this is there's still a lot of questions that we can't answer. Everyone has their own answer for some of the questions we have. This is. Everybody has their own answer as to what this is all about and that's all about and why should we take this and why should God, you know. The church worrying about is the vaccine, um, what they're going to use as the mark of the beast and all of this stuff. 
I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I will tell you, go talk to God. And whatever he tells you, you rest your soul on that one and bet on that one and go do whatever he tells you. But you got to go talk to him. And when he doesn't talk back, you got to go talk to him and say, God, this is too serious that you don't talk back to me. Can you talk back to me, please? Because I need to know if this is the mark of the beast, I need to know. I'm just putting you put it right before you let you know this is what should come from this. And we're not walking around scared. Oh, I don't know. You don't have to be scared. Know who God is and you will never have to be scared. The Bible says fear is not of God. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. But we got to go to him and talk to him about our situations. And he will tell us. If he is love and he is, you think he wants you to be destroyed? Then just go and ask him. Why worrying about all of what everybody is saying? And then when he gives you the answer, guess what? You just strut and say, I'm going to do blah, 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 or I'm not going to do blah, 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 because I talked to God and he told me. It's, it's done. You don't have to worry about it. And you tell them, I can't tell you what to do. You go talk to God. He told me this, and so I'm going to do this. You go talk to him and let him see and see what he tells you. End of story. Instead of us walking around here trying to speculate and figure out is this right or is this wrong, just go talk to God. And God will tell you what to do. Any other questions? Let's stand and let's pray. Lord, we thank you tonight for your word, for allowing us to come together. God, we're looking to you. Forgive us because we had not looked to you like we should have in the past. But God, we count these times as you just manifesting your grace to us. And Lord, we realize that these are the days that we must trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding and in all of our ways acknowledge you that you might direct our path. And so, Lord, tonight we've got some understanding. We receive, oh God, revelation. And now, Lord God, we understand that we must seek you. We must call on your name. We must pray to you and ask you, Lord God, what must we do concerning every single thing in our life, Lord God? What must we not do concerning every single thing in our life, O oh God? And so I pray tonight that every person, Lord God, that will hear this word, that has already heard this word, that they will take it in stride, Lord God, and live out their life, Lord Jesus, 100% looking to you, obeying you, and doing what you have commanded us to do. I pray, Lord God, that our congregation will grow, Lord God, in the knowledge of God like we've not grown in the knowledge of God. But God, I just don't want to have your knowledge. I just don't want to know you, but I want to know how to apply the knowledge of who you are in my everyday living. And I pray for every person in this church that, Lord, as you reveal yourself to them, as you give them the knowledge of who you are, that they will 
applied knowledge in every aspect of their life, oh God. For Lord, we want to live out our life in the way that you had designed our life to be lived out. And we want to make sure we please you. And we want to secure our future in you by being obedient and living by faith. And so God, we ask that you have your way and that you move in our lives, almighty God, and that we will be able to see a difference in who we are as children of God. We will be able to live a life that is powerful where we will do exploits, almighty God, because we know our God. And I pray tonight, Lord Jesus, that something will begin to change within us, Lord God. That, oh, God, as we go about our ways, Lord, because of who you are in our life, our priorities will be right. Our priorities will be just. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I pray tonight. Will you hear our cry? Will you hear our petition, oh, God? And I pray, Lord, that you'll help us to walk right, to talk. for them. God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? God is for you. Just look to him and he will direct you. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The Lord, his word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Trust in the Lord and God will bring you through. Let him know that you want to know his will and his way and seek him. He will reveal his will to you. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. We thank you for your blessings, your goodness, Lord God. Oh God, thy will be done, thy kingdom come. For these things we pray and ask you in the wonderful, the precious, the majestic, the sovereign name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. Oh God, in Jesus' name, thank you. God bless you, church. Thank you for just listening and giving your time. Have a wonderful rest of your evening.